Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Jeff Henderson. So to kick us off today, I want to introduce our host, Jeff Henderson. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. I don't even know if we're actually recording, but we we can go go for it. All right. So these are the outtakes. These are the outtakes that we'll actually keep. So hey, welcome to the Launch University, episode number ninety three. Right, and wow. so seven to go. Any any guys? You got any thoughts for who is what we're doing for number one hundred? I'm just thinking that's about 90 more than we thought we might do at one point in time. So. <laughs> that could be seven more that Jeff Henderson hosts between now and <laughs> <That's> then. <right. laughs> so if you have ideas for the number 100, uh, just comment. And also, obviously, please subscribe to the Launch University podcast. And uh, again, we'll introduce ourselves. Jeff Henderson here with you. Shane Benson, David Farmer. Kevin Jennings is doing the audio. And Kev, we might just you know, get the mic over there to you. But so guys, we're going to talk about the X factor. And, and I think this was a combination, Kevin, you and David. And so David, since I'm the host, which means I have all the power, which you guys gave to me, explain what the X factor means. Well, it came out of a conversation that evolved. We started talking about where do you get the best return on your development effort? If you're thinking about uh, yourself as a leader and you're trying to figure out where do I grow, and we got into this discussion about is it hard skills? Is it soft skills? And um, we can talk about both of those in a little more detail. But then all of a sudden we realize, you know, it's often those who can manage the convergence of the two. And we talked about the intersection of some of these hard and soft skills. So if you think about an X and you draw a little circle around the point where they meet, that's the magic, the person that knows um, how to manage that. So we can unpack it, but that was the idea behind the X factor. And Shane, you had a, a term I think you guys throw around. I don't know if it's original to Chick-fil-A or not, but I really liked it. So Yeah, I don't talk think so. I think I may have picked it up in a magazine article at some point in time, but uh, this idea of digital, it's where it's the intersection of the physical and digital. And a lot of uh, businesses and, and commerce right now is talking about how do you marry these two things or converge these things, two things together. A an example of that would be like Chick-fil-A and our drive through or our service experience. It's like uh, if you think about an app, or we call it the Chick-fil-A One app. It's a mobile ordering technology that we have. We want that to marry itself with the physical expression of the restaurants. So when you order food through the app, then you come into the store and you pick it up in the physical environment. Those two, two things, where, where they converge is that digital experience. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about the X factor as, as a leader, it's like, okay, so how do your hard skills, i.e. the physical, and your soft skills Hard skills, where are your hard skills and your soft skills? How do they merge and where do they converge? And that really makes for this new leader. In our economy today, that's the kind of leader that I think can be really successful. Can I throw out some other examples that I think people would probably identify with? Just in retail, if you think about a bricks-and-mortar retailer or an online retailer, we're starting to see those lines blurred. A classic example, we used to just think about Apple as a concept um, that was digital. And then we saw the Apple Store, and it's one of the most successful retail concepts in the history of retailing, if you just look at sales per square foot, off the chart. But I think of other brands as well. Warby Parker started out as an online 
retailer of eyeglasses. Mm -hmm. And they've found that it's important as well to have bricks and mortar uh, stores. You may not have one in your community, but they've popped up in larger cities and they've kind of taken a fresh approach to it. There's a, a company that sells predominantly men clothing, pants, bonobos, online retailer, innovative model. Now they have their own physical stores. Uh, on and on. Even, even Amazon that started out as an online bookseller and now sells virtually everything. They are now opening physical bookstores while at the same time putting Barnes and Noble and B. Dalton and all the other old school brick and, um, and mortar retailers either out of business or squeezing them one or the other. So that those are just examples of how it may not be one or the other. It may be the right blend of the two. Mm-hmm. I'm cheering for Barnes and Nobles, by the way. So I hope they don't go, <laughs> don't get put out of business. But can, can I can I go back to the the Starbucks example? And I know this may seem like Jeff get your head out of the sand, but I can remember when Starbucks would write your name on the little sleeve, so they'd put Jeff. Then I can remember when they went away from that and they printed your name, and I can remember people tweeting about that, going, oh, Starbucks is losing their touch. Now, because of the online app, I see people coming into the store and not interacting with the staff at all. They'll, They'll look, they'll look for their name, and they leave, and I wonder if they're missing something. I wonder if that personal interaction is something that long term might not be so great. I th- I think you're on to something. I think it's the spirit of this specific podcast around I wonder what that looks like for each of us individually. So here we are talking about commerce and I think it begs the bigger question is like gosh, what is this where where do we make sure that we're marrying hard and soft or digital and physical? But think about you as a leader What's that X factor for you? What makes that work? And this is a real-life example for me. I mean, you guys were a part of this, but my father recently passed away. And I'll tell you what was powerful. Um, It was powerful to get immediately texts from people. I mean, right there in the moment. Shane, I heard the news. I'm so sorry. I'm praying for you and your family. I just wanted you to know that I'm thinking about you. And it was like immediately technology was able to reach out to me in a way that I needed. Now, fast forward a week later, a couple weeks later, I received some handwritten notes, actually from the same exact people, with maybe a a gift, but a handwritten note that said, hey, it's been a couple weeks, I just wanted you to know I was thinking about you. And I'll be honest with you, both meant a lot. And I, I really think that's the example that we're talking about. As leaders, how are we staying relevant with technology? But at the same time, how are we leveraging those skills that are timeless, like handwritten notes and, and gifts and connections with people where you're spending time literally with somebody drinking a cup of coffee, not just tweeting about a cup of coffee. Right. It's the intersection of those two things, I think, that we're saying is that X factor, and it, it may be something that's a little bit of a lost art. Can I lean into your example? And thank you for sharing that. You think about how you use those different tools to, to connect. So I may think, I want to send a text message because it's immediate, and I want Shane to know I'm thinking about him right now. But I realize that's not as personal so I may want to follow up with the note because I want Shane to know I wasn't just looking for an easy way to check a, a box that I, I sent Shane a message. So understanding the role and the value, immediacy versus maybe a, a personal warmer touch, I think is important as you evaluate um, 
these kind of capabilities. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think the spirit of this was, gosh, if all you're doing is interacting through social media um, or technology, you're missing the opportunity that you have to connect with somebody on a personal level. And, and I think that's what creates the X factor. So we have the master right here, Mr. Jeff Henderson, who... <laughs> who the host of the show, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> who um, is so good at leveraging social media uh, for the church that he leads, but also is like the king of personal notes, Jeff. So talk about that a little bit, why you do both, how you know when to use each tool it's a great example i think of what we're that that is this is this is if you're listening this is what the x factor might look like in one little area well i think i love the phrase social media in the sense because it's social and i think a lot of so much in social media right now it's just digital media I and mean, it's just monologue but for me with a, a you know fairly large church i'm able to stay connected and see where people went on vacation so when i see them in the hallway i can go Hey, how was uh, how was Panama City? And so we, there's that there's that connection in commenting on hey, congrats, hope your first day of school was good, and doing that we want to and I learned this from Chick Fil A we want to grow but we want to grow small, and we want to grow as a church in terms of numbers but we want people to feel like they're connected and I really feel like those digital touch points really are important and I learned this from Andy Stanley my boss who said do for one what you wish you could do for everyone and I think it's this you can talk yourself out of it to go I can't comment on every Instagram post so I'm just not going to comment on any Instagram posts but the ones that you do if you do for one what you wish you could do for everyone so so I try to comment on at least 10 a day and that's fairly easy and then I try to write three thank you notes so also, social media clues me in on if there's a significant moment going on in someone's life, then that elevates it from a, from an Instagram like to a, to a note. And then I'll try to go find their address in our database. Uh, now we're getting really technical. And then just go, so I'll ask my assistant, can you find their, their address? She'll find it and she'll email it to me and, and then um, and I'll write these notes. And But I really do believe in the actual writing of the notes so 10 instagram likes and three handwritten notes a day that's the goal that's wow. kind of the, that's kind of the standard of it and i've i think we've both been the recipient of a couple of those notes so thank you for having that goal i think it's a great example of having a system in place to leverage both well i'll, I'll tell you who the, the 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 our standard is is frank blake the former ceo of home depot he would write 100 a week and he had a system where they would elevate these stories from the stores. They would send it to Frank, and then on Sunday afternoons, he would sit at his home, and he would just start writing these notes. My favorite story. To customers. No, to, 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 to Home Depot associates. Ah, so this would be employees. Like going, the store hey, employees. Wow. Yeah, so David, great job. I heard that you did this in, in Omaha, and way to go. So my favorite Frank Blake story is he had a, a, a Home Depot associate come up to him one time in a store and said, hey, you sent me a note. I was so grateful for it, for it, but can you write another one to me? And he was like, well, oh, okay, but why do you need me to write you another one? He goes, well, when I got your note, I showed it to my wife and friends, and they said, well, that's not real. It's computer generated. Uh, there's no way that he, you know, with all due respect, wrote you a note. The CEO of Home Depot doesn't have time for this. So I took it, and put, <laughs> I, I took it under a faucet and put it under, and sure enough, the ink ran, which was the good news. It ruined the note. <laughs> the bad news. I ruined the note. So can you write me another one? So I, that, but that to me is like that power of like, oh wow. And it just, I had lunch with a uh, 
somebody that goes to our church just two days ago. And he said, hey, I know you can talk yourself out of, you know, don't have time for this. Don't stop writing the notes. I mean, so that, that kind of fuel was, was really, really good for me. Uh, but I, I'm a guy that, that, that I would love to live in the text message world. I don't like talking on the phone. So I have to, I have to, re, to remind myself, you know, this isn't a text message. We heard a, 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 a Juliet Font uh, talk today about 2D versus 3D. And she was saying that emotional, whether it's, um, you know, maybe something with someone passing away or maybe something that's going to be confrontational in the workplace, that's, that's, a, that's a 3D in the, in the moment kind of thing. It's not over text message and email. And I do think raising teenagers, I want to make sure that they understand the difference of that. We tell young men at our church, don't break up with your girlfriend over text message. Don't do that. So, so those are the kind of 2D, 3D conversations that we need to have in terms of the X factor. And can I Actually, say it's, it's, it'd be good advice. Don't do it over a handwritten note either. I would just <laughs> do that one in person. Well, th- this really isn't just about texting, social right. media, writing notes. That's just a good example. That's not going to, you, you're a master at that. For other people, that may not be their thing, but the point is you need to find your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, for your business, for your brand, how are you going to be good at both the, the hard, and by hard we mean uh, concrete, uh, systematic kind of process, as well as the soft, the, the connection, the, the, um, the human touch? How do you blend the handcraftedness? How do you blend those things in a way that sort of breaks through? Because we do think it is the combination of those things that produces, you know, even more leverage and power. Mm-hmm. How are you guys doing that? As you, you know, Chick Fil A is known for second mile service, but that's something that is handcrafted. That is something in the moment. That is something more personable. That's not necessarily automated. So, in the well, digital world, where where are you guys? leaning into that can can i not answer can i get away from digital but just kind of share a little bit about Mm -hmm. what i learned uh, about the difference between service and hospitality because i think it sort of illustrates and uh, danny meyer who's a restaurateur up in new york and also the creator of the shake shack concept which has now become sort of a global hamburger brand went to had a chance to visit him up in new york when he just had the one shake shack restaurant in the middle of madison square park but he had written the reason we went to see him. He's written this book, Setting the Table, and loved the book. Loved the way he thought about how he was going to care for his guest and and work with his team uh, to celebrate the guest. And so was really trying to understand his philosophy. And he, and he really kind of helped us understand the difference between service and hospitality. And service is sort of the behind the scenes system process that makes sure you get what you're supposed to get. There's nothing sexy about it. It's it's just it needs to run right for everything to go right. But hospitality is how you layer on that personal human interaction. Mm-hmm. Like Amazon, great service. You know, all these systems and robotics and logistics and warehouses and supply chain, all everything it takes for you to get um, your toothpaste the next day. And then hospitality is the personal connection you have when you, in, you interact with the brand. Mm-hmm. That's another example of taking hard and soft and blending them together. So what we try to do, Shane reference, uh, you know, the Chick-fil-A drive-thru is a good example. We throw a lot of systems and process and technology at that, but we, all, we don't want to do it 
and, and lose the human connection. So sometimes we say it needs to feel like it's got the efficiency of a NASCAR pit crew, but like you got hugged when you went through there too. If we can pull that off, it, it's going to break through. And, and I, just to build on that a little bit, I, I think there are very practical ways that as leaders – you can work on these soft skills. Uh, I think we're we're naturally in environments where we're having to learn how to stay relevant with technology. So we're actually working on that stuff. We're probably each of us has gotten more and more savvy over the last five years on how to leverage social media. You almost have to in our world now. But at the same time, what are you doing to work on those soft skills? So even at a Chick Fil A, I mean, we emphasize things like as crazy as this sounds, eye contact, smile. Speak enthusiastically. Those three things are like key to the experience because that is where that physical expression comes to life, that service experience comes to life, or better yet, that hospitality experience comes to life. And I mean, as a leader, are you working on eye contact? Are you working on smiling at people? You know, I've been in businesses where there's just a rule, it's called the 10 foot rule. And if somebody comes within 10 feet, what do you do? You say hello, you acknowledge them. And it's those little things that then, then yeah, you can send the text later on, but it's in these physical environments. How are you leveraging those softer skills? Mm-hmm. I'm reading this book called Captivate right now, and it, it talks about the, the, um, the, the emotional intelligence and the cues. And, and one of the things that she noticed, and this is a scientist, and I love the way that she, uh, Vanessa begins the book. She says, I'm a recovering awkward person. And uh, she, she, she shows her middle, middle school picture in there. <laughs> but she noticed the, the most popular TED Talks were the, were the ones that had the most hand gestures. And the least, the least popular ones were the ones that had the least hand gestures. And in the research, she said that when people do this and show their hands, this goes back to caveman days, if you will, saying, I'm not going to kill you. I can be trusted. Mm -hmm. So Simon Sinek, one of the most popular ones, he has the most hand gestures of any of the popular um, TED Talks because his hands are up basically saying, you can trust me, you can trust me, you can trust me. So those are things you can't see over a text message per se, or you can't see digitally. Um, But that's a fascinating book. I wasn't going to talk about this, but it's fascinating you brought that up because I was going to say one of the best books, I can't even find the book now, but one of the best books that I stumbled upon as a young leader was a book about body language. And I'm telling you, it has influenced, and when I'm in a meeting and I see somebody cross their arms, Mm -hmm. I know there's a little sense of hesitation. Mm -hmm. Um, When I see somebody hold their hands out, I know there's an openness there. There are primal things that each of us are wired with that we just can't help we're just going to do but are you as a leader picking up on some of those things are you picking up on, i notice it too when i'm in a meeting and i'm starting to get in a car and i cross my arms i'm like oh i'm kind of hesitant i need to open up but it's these softer things that i think we've got to just be almost a little bit more passionate about not losing uh, there's a great book out there right now called The Revenge of the Analog yeah. and um, or Re- Revenge of Analog. And it's all about this idea of continuing to handwrite notes. Don't lose the physical expression of a relationship. We got to make sure we do that. Can do you remember the subtitle for that? The the book. As you're looking it up, let me give you an example for guests. <laughs> I will have to look it up from, from our from our guest services standpoint at, at at Gwinnett Church. Let me tell you a hard skill standpoint and a and a soft skill. A hard skill would be in our 
our auditorium we call the Gwinnett Theater, we want to have as many seats filled before we go to overflow seating. So a hard system would be, hey, do we have, you know, is, are there any empty seats and empty seats? We got to squeeze it in, squeeze it in, squeeze it in because we don't want them to go to overflow because we don't think the overflow is as good as an experience. So our guest services can get in the mindset of just got to fill the, get the seats full. But the soft skill is I want all of us to wow one person today. So as you're trying to get the seats filled so that we don't have to go to overflow, which is a probably, I would say maybe a, a kind of a, a, a digital system, if you will. The soft skill is as you do that, try to wow one person and say, hey, can I get you some coffee? Do you need some water? If you can do both of those at the same time, that's, I think that's the X factor. We get everybody in the, the theater, but you wow one person at the same time. So after that lengthy description, were you able to find the... Uh, Real things and why they matter. And there's some other funny stuff say, in there. Say that again, but use your hands this time. <laughs> Real <laughs> things and why they matter. Oh, that was good. Wasn't that good? Wasn't but it good? wasn't it like uh, see it? Yeah. See, see it, it. Touch it. Feel it. Don't click it. See it. Touch it. Feel it. Don't click it. Yeah. Yeah, that was even better. You had it the whole time, and I was, I was just scrambling to, on the internet to try and find this. Okay. I, was, I was just trying to help, and I, I you know, I, I don't want us to for this to be perceived that we're all anti-digital and anti-technology. That's that's not the point. There there is a X factor. At the same time, I, I think it's easy to throw our hands up and go, "That's just the way of the world." But I. I do think there's a there's a value here for the for the human touch. So it's the power I, of the and. Yeah, I, totally I mean that's right. really what we're saying. There's enormous value in hard things like process, systems, discipline, capabilities like operations, logistics, supply chain, finance. Those are critical. Uh, you're not going to be successful in all likelihood if you don't have that. I think our point is if you err solely in that realm and you discount the value of the soft skill, mm -hmm. the emotional intelligence, the the, the personal touch, mm -hmm. having meaningful come through in some way, the personal nature of the engagement you have with your own team or your guest. If you lose that, you are leaving so much on the table. It is uh, the way you combine those in your enterprise that I think um, really can set you apart. Mm -hmm. So it's the power of the and and power of the digital. 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 So, um, guys, anything else on this? It's been great. Good resource. I think we may have referenced it in the past, but it's it's on my kind of favorite book list, Pat Lencioni, The Advantage, because he, I think, addresses this when he talks about smart and healthy. Um, smart being probably more of the hard stuff, healthy being more of the soft stuff, but it's the stuff that breeds trust. Um, which enables um, elevated performance. So uh, it'd be a good resource. If you've never read The Advantage, it's an easy read and would be well worth your time. And, and we'll throw these in the show notes, but another favorite of mine is Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Um, I love that book because it, it really does pick up on some of these softer skills that we're, we're talking about. So. Now, speaking of softer skills, we want you to send some questions. And uh, you guys want to talk about how this works? LaunchUniversity.com? Shane, use your hands oh, and that explain really that. Good, David. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'd love to get your questions because um, throughout all these podcasts, what we're up to 93 now, um, you maybe have listened to one and you've got a question you'd love to ask us. We'd love to capture that. You can go to launchuniversity.com. Um, and we actually have a couple of different ways. You can post it there or you can actually call an actual phone number and we can hear your voice and we'll include that potentially in one of our podcasts uh, down the road uh, as we'd love to engage with you that way so so we have episode number 100 coming up 
And uh, we need to, we haven't planned for this, by the way, we should do something for people. If you, as you want to put in the questions, what if we picked someone to come in and have lunch with us? We couldn't necessarily pay your way, but we'll pay for lunch. We do have connections at Chick-fil-A or we may go to another restaurant, but what do you think about that? So if you'll comment, maybe pick one and we'll celebrate and announce it at episode number 102. And if this is a really bad idea, we'll edit it out and you'll never hear me say this. <laughs> so that's the hard skill about this. What, what do you guys think about that? I love I'll it. Brainstorm in here. Let's yeah. help other launchers be successful, be difference makers. That's what we're all about. So if you'll ask us a question, six seven eight seven four four seven nine oh nine and then we'll pick one and we'll go to lunch together and and maybe even having kevin jennings join us will you be able to join us even though you don't have a microphone all right great he's nodding he's nodding but his hands are under the table so i don't know if that means he's got a gun or not so there we go there they are so we can trust him well um all right everybody thanks as always please subscribe to the launch university podcast and don't forget to tell a friend about us and we're we're trending down to number 100 so uh, ask us a question and we're going to pick one of you to go to lunch with so we're looking forward to that until then we'll see you at episode 94 here on the launch university podcast Thanks for listening to the Launch University Podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.